Hello everyone and welcome to the latest episode of A Thousand Tiny Tantrums. My name is James. I'm Nick. And there has been 5,000 tiny tantrums today. Yes, just today alone. Today is Tuesday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. It's we Tuesday. usually record on Thursday night or sometime on Friday. And then it goes out to the patrons and then to everyone else on Sunday but or Monday. We haven't we quite figured out what day that's going to be. have no idea what our next week is going to look like. Month, really. Yeah. Uh, so what happened is there was a... Hold on to your hats. There was a flood Sorry. in our building about, what was it, two weeks ago? A week ago? It feels like a month ago, honestly. Like, so much stuff has happened between then and now. It was uh, uh, a little over a week ago. There was a sprinkler went off on a floor above us, and Seventh it went floor. off. Yeah, and it yeah. went off for a while. And went down, basically flooded down a bunch of apartments, kind of pooled on the second floor. And so... They had fans going for the last week, these gigantic, noisy-ass fans, yeah. heat fans. Apparently, they were... I was wondering why our apartments it was so warm. Um, and that we, they have, yeah. they, they've now discovered that there is major structural damage. Yeah, like the water damage was so bad that the having dehumidifiers going and having the heat fans going did not work. And they cut out a section of our wall. And we are missing a yeah. section of our floors. And, and our have, ceiling. Oh, that's what I meant There's when I said... hole in the that, ceiling. That's what I meant when I said wall. Oh. So yeah. now what they are doing... And this is not just to us. This is many people in the building. They are... A lot of people are being moved into a different building yeah. that the same um, leasing agency owns. We are being put into a different apartment in this building for approximately three weeks. So all of our stuff, which is substantial, yeah. is being moved from this apartment into a new apartment for three weeks and then will, as far as we know, get moved back up here once all the renovations are done. Or we can stay down there if we want. Apparently it's up to us. So that's a headache on its own. Um, I have kind of, we've kind of just... Something I, broke. And it's just like, yeah, we need to we need to get out of here. And I'm sorry for the, the traffic noise in the background again. Um, we, we've been talking about leaving this apartment for a while because it's pretty small. And, you know, more space. Substantial if, stuff. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of stuff. <laughs> and it, like watching my videos, you'll see that I'm usually pretty cramped. I'm usually like right up against the camera um, um, because I, I am there is not enough room between the wall and me. So we might be moving to a different place, which will be another nightmare. So all but of that least, being but said, at least all of our stuff will be packed for that move because yeah. we're moving downstairs. And the the building is packing our stuff. We don't even have to pack it because they're mm. packing us to move us downstairs. So we're just going to leave it packed until we find out what's going on. And then if we have a new place, it's pre-packed and we just got to put it on a truck and away we go. Um, to hopefully a bigger place. Maybe even a place with a specific podcast room. Um, Nick is yawning like I'm crazy. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't I haven't had a coffee before this podcast. We're trying this out, so Oh god, this is gonna be terrible. Why didn't you why'd you do that to me? I did not do anything to you. I'm gonna be the only one talking. Oh my god, that is not true. Well, if you would stop talking for half a minute to let me get two <laughs> words in. Like we could we could test that theory. Sorry. <laughs> um But yeah, so we decided to record a podcast today. Yeah, because just because God knows when we'll get a chance to do it. Yeah, so if something happens between now and when we would normally record, we're sorry that we didn't get a chance to talk about it, even though we, don't, we haven't really done much talking about like in the moment stuff. No, no, we don't really do that much. We talk about doing it sometimes, but we haven't really done it because that that would kind of involve like getting a podcast out the day of. Oh my God, that was remember when we tried to do that? We tried yeah. to like do like breaking podcasts. That was ridiculously. We stressful. would for our old podcast, Gay Geek Theory. We would. Because we're not like critics, so we don't get advanced screeners. We would go to the uh, midnight screenings and of like, movies and like rush home to the apartment and record a podcast, so it would be out the day that the movie came out, and it was it was a nightmare. Yeah, and I, I I'd be like really high energy and stuff, and not really controllable, and would have boundless energy, and would not it wouldn't go well. It just generally did not go well when we did that. Yeah. 
So this Those is are the days. we're not going to do that anymore. No, we're not. Um, but something that we discovered, and this is leading into the topic of the podcast, is oh a- apparently within the building, uh, within this current building, we're known as the Lego guys. Yeah. Um, we haven't really. You, you, we should uh, before we take everything apart. We should have taken some pictures of our apartment, the way it looks like before I kind of ripped most of it apart. Um, like with all the Lego and the action figures, so the, they can see just how much of the Lego guys that we actually are. Well, the Lego is still pretty much there. Yeah, we just need to turn the lights on. on so the, I can take pictures yeah. of that. Um, but yeah, like I went down to, James was at work, so I went down to talk to the building office um, about like just some general questions, like what what apartment are we moving into? How long would this Sorry, stay? I have an itchy nose. That's why my nose is, mouth is being weird. Well, this thing doesn't let you do the bewitch nose. It's because you can't do the bewitch nose. No, I'm, I'm moving my nose with my finger now. Nothing's working. See? <laughs> it's just moving my mouth. <laughs> exactly. This is, <laughs> this is discriminatory against people who can do that nose. Anyway, um, can you can you do the thing where you can raise one eyebrow independently? Yes, you can. Okay, does it, does it, does it follow? Does it track it? No, it just raises them both. <gasps> Rude! <laughs> but I can't raise this one. Okay, I, can, I can't raise them independently, and it's a skill that I have... Oh, I disconnected there a little bit. It's a skill that I have always been jealous of, so... Anyway, I went down to talk to the building administration. <laughs> oh, this, this is great. <laughs> We're so on topic. <laughs> and, like, she was all like, oh, you're probably going to move to this building across town. And I'm like, that is absolutely not what we, were to- what we were told last night. And, like, it took a little bit of back and forth with the lady. And she was like, oh, wait, you're in that Lego apartment. I was like... <laughs> Yes, we are. I want to live in a Lego apartment. <laughs> she was like, oh, that's fine. You're just moving downstairs, a floor down and across the hall. And I'm like, okay. And this isn't the first time this has happened. Like, we have had an exterminator came in, come in. We've had building maintenance come in. And they, like, remember the action figures and the Lego and the models. Like, it, it's... They comment it's, on them. It's redonkulous. Like... It's, Yeah. And I kind of had a realization when I was talking to one of the movers today because he came in to do like sort of a preliminary sort of like talk about like what's going to move, what needs to be done, how long it's going to take. And he's like, yeah, this will be a full day job. So tomorrow it is. I wonder um, if they realize that there's a counter they need to move. Oh, I pointed that out. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have enough counter space, so we bought a new counter from Ikea and but built yeah, and installed I, that. I had a realization when I was talking to them. And like we both grew up kind of on the downside of money. Like there wasn't a whole lot of money for me anyway. I know that you kind of were a little bit more... I, I didn't realize that my family was hard up for money mm-hmm. until later. Um, I was a spoiled... Not a brat. That's the thing. I was a very nice child. But I was very spoiled. I got whatever I wanted. When I was 11 and I said, Mom, I want to make movies... I got a camera. I got like a, a DSLR. Camera. You got a camera. No, I didn't really? get a DSLR. No, I, thought, I thought it was like a really expensive camera, like the first one you got. Well, it was it was it was uh, it was a camera, but it was a um, uh, it was rare at the time because. Sorry about that interruption there. My phone decided to ding and be ring ring, be mean. Uh, what we were talking about? We're talking about you were yeah your camera. You right. Yeah. I was a spoiled child. Um, it was one of the very first cameras that had like a, a, an LCD screen on it. Oh, instead yeah, of just really... looking through the, yeah, the thing. Yeah, the viewfinders. Um, so like, and, and I got when I was into wrestling, I had every wrestling toy. When I was mm-hmm. into Power Rangers, I had every Power Ranger toy. Like you had all, you had the full Megazord. Your you, didn't your mom like I had everything? Didn't your mom like deck a lady for like a yes. getting? <laughs> it was Easter, and the um. Uh, oh god, I can't remember what it's called now. The Power Rangers, um, um, like, uh, the base, yeah, yeah, Zordon's, yeah, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, but anyway, their clubhouse that it's not a clubhouse, (laughs) um, that was out, uh, that was coming out, and the store where I lived, there was one store on the island where I lived, and it had two of them. 
and me and my best friend had to have them. So my mother literally <laughs> leapt over a shopping cart and grabbed two of them and <laughs> like yelled at this woman to back off. And she just kind of like threw up her hands and was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am in over my head. Like, so um, that's a little bit different from my experience growing up. It's like my mom did try to spoil me because like we, I grew up in relatively nice neighborhoods. Mm hmm. Um, so I was usually around peers who had quite a bit more than I did. Uh, we were late to getting like new computers. We were late to getting dial. We were late to getting the internet. We were late to getting high speed. I generally had to make do with as little as possible. Um, so I really didn't get much in the way of like an abundance of toys. Like toys were special. Toys were special occasions. And it sucked because my birthday is a month off from Christmas, which is worse. Not as bad as your birthday because your birthday is two days before two Christmas, days before December Christmas. 22nd. Keep that in mind, people. <laughs> I'll so, have yeah. an Amazon wish list ready. So yeah, and this is the awful part <laughs> about being like, you know, um, a little bit underprivileged um, when you have a birthday in the winter because it's basically a dry season for the rest of the yeah. year. Um, yeah. And especially if you don't get Easter presents like some of us. I mean, I thought everyone got Easter presents. No. There are people... This, this let's, is let's, the, let's take a fan poll. Who gets Easter presents? This, like, is, this is the story my mother tells. I was not there. But one of her friends came over when I was five or six and was looking through an album because my mother took pictures of everything. There are like just albums upon mm -hmm. albums of me as a child. And she was looking through this thing and she was looking at a uh, big gift setup because my mother would like for she would for the for morning she would have like all these gifts like set up there would be ones wrapped but then there would be ones <laughs> that were just there on display <laughs> yes. um and she was like oh Teresa, you buy him too much for christmas and she was like there's chocolate bunnies there dear that's easter so like, that I was my get, childhood like maybe like like lots of candy and stuff for Easter. Maybe like a big ticket item. Like it was like a $25 Lego set. Maybe. But like I was pretty early to get onto like the Easter bunny is um, not so as. So but I didn't tell anyone. Not as real <laughs> as we would like him to be a lot of the times. You don't tell people. I am an honest person to a fault. But for instance, I got a PlayStation 2 for Easter. Ah! So that was. That, and that was, the, that was the same year I got all the Gundam action figures for Gundam Wing. So it wasn't just a PlayStation 2 either. It was... <laughs> Honey. But anyway, we actually have a Honey. topic for this because we have to go to commercial in a second. Let's go to commercial first and then go to the topic. Well, let's tell them what it is. Okay. Um, okay fine. <laughs> basically, fine. adulting. Yeah. And, and this will make sense. Our sudden like, realization about adulting and how it fits into our lives. Anyways, let's take some guesses on who the advertiser is going to be. Um, well, I've heard from some viewers, and mm. so far, some of our advertisers have been promoting the Bible. Um, there have also been ones promoting Popeye's Chicken. Popeye's Chicken. Um, and we so, like, did have a, an Audible one. An Audible, okay. Because I remember there was, like, one mental health association thing, like a mental health hotline. Like, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty um, um, apt. So I think I'm going to go for Squarespace. Squarespace? Squarespace or Wix? So some kind of... Squarespace, Squarespace doesn't really advertise, so it would be Wix. Okay, so yeah, so some sort of website You're saying service. Wix? Yeah, yeah. You're saying Wix? Yeah, I'm saying okay. Wix. Okay, I'm going for the, the Oogie. The Oogie. 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 The Oogie sweater. Oh my god, I want an Oogie. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about adulting right after these messages from our sponsors who don't really exist, but YouTube puts them there. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, they don't exist. <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. <laughs> Okay, so it's so weird. Like, listen to other podcasts. Like, you hear them go to commercial break, and it's like, okay, like a good like thirty seconds when they're not kind of there and something else is going on. And here, it's just like we we're, we sit around like we twiddle our thumbs for like half a second. It's like we're back. Like, yeah, like I wonder if real podcasts do that. Like, if they're just if like, they actually and like we're go back. to a break and like get, like have a smoke or, or something. Like, like the Trixie and Katya podcast, they absolutely do have a break so the Katya yeah, can yeah. smoke. <laughs> she hasn't quit yet. No. Oh no. She oh, no. she got off a of meth. She she okay. she needs some time. Um, but I mean, it, like, it's her always jizz, her jizz is going to still taste gross. But oh, like God. that's on her. 
there's Wait, been three episodes. Do we have to center that? Like, no. <laughs> there's been three episodes so far, and every time there's a break, she's the one who's like, so we should go to a break. <laughs> um, but yeah. I love that we're topic talking about uh, adulting, and I just like literally almost wet myself over like the idea of getting an oogie. Like, you know... Is it called that, an oogie? I think it's an oogie. It, like, the, oogie. Like, like the air bison, oogie? No, is it oogie or oogie? Oogie, oogie. oogie? Like, like oogie as in hoodie or oogie it's as It's this in, like... big hoodie, fluffy hoodie thing that apparently keeps you warm and cold. And, yeah, I've looked into it. Apparently it keeps you cold. Um, but you, like, put it in the fridge first? <laughs> I don't know, but the commercial for it, I watched the whole thing. It's, like, two and a half minutes long. It's just this attractive australian guy being like buy this sweater and i'm like i will buy the sweater <laughs> can i buy it off of you like, <laughs> and this one just found a deal where you can get two for like the price of one so that's this, happening this one <laughs> this one just found a deal but yeah so adult a deal from their website so you know yeah um, if we can get them to sponsor oh, us because I could talk about that all day. They have one with koalas. They have one with pandas. Unicorns. Unicorns. The unicorn one is a bit busy for me, but I, I'm torn between the they one. They have webbits. The one with bunnies because that one is a very lovely shade of lavender. And, shade of lavender. Uh, I'm leaning towards the pandas. lavender. Leaning towards the pandas. The pandas are cute. I'm probably going to get the corgis. You know, our friend... Because it's actually described as being like... Our, our friend named corgi butt. Nick, who will one day appear on this podcast, says that he cannot stand the ta- anything that's flavored with lavender in it because it reminds him of detergent. And he says it... He says it tastes like drinking detergent. Oh, I get that. Yep. 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 Mm. Yep. Which is weird because, like, for the last few years, lavender-flavored, like, summer drinks has been super popular. Has it? Yeah. Ugh. Like, the cafe, the cafe downstairs. Laura does it all the time. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I tried it a few times. I'm like, it's okay. But, like, I'm Rotted. like, no, Nick mentioned the detergent thing, and now I can't go back. <sighs> anyway, adulting. <laughs> adulting! We're doing a great job of it right now. Um so I think we should start by trying to define what it means to be an adult. Okay. Um, what does it mean to be an adult? And you know, what, include. Let's start with you. What do you think it means to be an adult? Oh my God, we're going to a bit of PTSD for that I have racked up from the last year over the word professional. Like, oof, oof. Yeah. Ugh. So. Me and the word professional have a very strange relationship right now. On one hand, like, I kind of use it as a bit of an insult when someone's being unprofessional. Like, very errantly, like, you know, like, unprofessional business practices. Entirely unprofessional. Entirely unprofessional. Um, but on the other hand, I have really come to just absolutely hate that word. So much. The word professional. Because, like, when someone says, like, oh, you need to do this professionally. You need to be a professional. You need... <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm an adult because I just kind of cracked up in my head when you said, I have really come and I just <laughs> broke in my head. <laughs> and I was like, don't smile, don't laugh, don't break. <laughs> adulting. Okay, adulting. So yeah, the word professional. Professional, yes. Like- very professional. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. For very professional people. Oh, my God. Like, okay, so I just came out of a one-year intensive, like, advanced diploma PR program that basically broke me psychologically to the extent where I spent the entire summer in a depressive slump, as James can attest to. Well, also pandemic. I mean, like, I What else were you going to (laughs) do? Come outside, you can do that. Um, See the sun? And I... I heard the word professional used as the most vicious attack possible. It was ridiculous, redonkulous. Um, so, like, the instant you did something slightly goofy that was not called for, it was unprofessional. The instant you broke out of format, it was unprofessional. The instant you went off script, it was unprofessional. Unless, of course, it was a situation where you were supposed to go off script and off script. To make a joke or something, um, then it was professional to go off script. And it was just used to basically badger and bully people into conforming to the same idea of sameness and just cookie cutter people out the door. Like, I, we, we made a newsletter for one of them, and I basically did all the design work for that because I loved it. God damn it. 
We really need to start having a consequence for making swears. <laughs> like a swear jar. Um, a swear Venmo. So, like, and I did all of the design work for it. And one person in my group wrote an article about um, a sex health clinic. Um, oh, right, right, right. right and, right. like, she only gave me one picture. And I'm like, okay, I'm using two pictures per page on this. So I'm going to look through another, look through the apartment, find something else. And I found a university care package, well, a college care package, from this college early on in the year. And it had a few condoms and a dental down. I'm like, this is great for this. So I took a picture of it. And I put it in. And the day of that it was a si- that it was due, she's like, yeah, I looked this over. And I just, I'm not really that comfortable with my name being associated with, like, condoms and this. And I'm like, girl, you literally wrote an article about sex health. Um, and then she made me take a smiley face out of the thanks, uh, the um, honorable mentions and thanks at the end. Because it was unprofessional. Oh, at towards the end of the year, they started shorting it to, oh my God, that's so profesh. That's so profesh. That looks so profesh. Um, and it just got so cringy, like this whole obsession of professionalism. And I'm like, and I came to this weird conclusion about what it means to be a professional. And this is tangentially related to my idea of adulthood, is that professionalism is something that a bunch of people at a conference get together and they, these professionals decide what is professional. This is what professional is. Without really realizing that the entire point of public relations is to relate to a public who are not at these board meetings, who are not at these conventions, who are not at these conferences. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the idea of professional is completely devoid of something that's actually relational to the public. Yeah. And there are so... The same teacher made us uh, make a speech presentation to try and convince grade 12 students to going into prof- into PR as a profession. And I wrote a speech for grade 12ers, which means, you know, it was a little bit funny. It was a little bit off script. It was very, uh, it was very organic. Yeah, I remember and it. She... It was more of a, it was very conversational. Yeah, it was very conversational because, you know, you're in a gymnasium or you're in a classroom, you need to keep their attention. And just talking about like, hello, today I'm gonna talk to you about the exciting field of public relations and the study of public, this is all impromptu, sorry. And the study of public relations involves the practices of A, the practices of B, and the practices of C. So we are now going to talk, like, and that's kind of literally what she wanted. She read out loud an introduction to the class that was basically verbatim that. Like, and like, she made me redo that assignment because mine was not professional. And I'm like, we are talking to grade 12ers. We're not going to get anyone to sign up for an exciting career in public relations if we're talking at them like we're talking to a boardroom. Anyway, so that's my whole spiel about adulthood and the trauma that I have developed over the last year. So being an adult to you is being a professional? Doing things a certain way specifically for the reason of doing things a certain way. There's no reason why, aside from this is just how we do things. This is how it's done? Yes. Okay. Doing things for the sake of doing things because you're told that's how you do things. Mm-hmm. Like, we are ad- we are adults. We should probably not have as many Lego sets as we do-, we do. We should probably be talking about stock portfolios. And we should probably be talking about uh, buying property. <laughs> like, Gross. Yeah. So I've taken enough time. How about you go? <laughs> okay. Um... For me, adulting is very... I think I have a very simple definition of adulting. Okay, that's good, because I had a very complicated definition. Yeah, I think my very... Well, adulting and being an adult are two different things in my world. I can see that, yeah. For me, adulting is being like, oh my god, this salad spinner is cool, and buying and getting excited over Uh. a salad spinner. Um, That's fine. Being an adult is saying, this thing used to make me so happy, I can't do it anymore. Because okay, it's not I, for adults. I would have the opposite definition. Like, adulting to me, as it was defined by Jenna Marbles, circa like 2008. Um, no, it was more like 2012. I don't know. 2000 late. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you, you're the one who watched a lot of her videos. I remember watching the video where she kind of, I think it was her who coined the term adulting. I think so. I don't know. Okay. 
correct me if I'm wrong, um, viewers, listeners, whomever. Um, but like, you know, she talked about how she was, she had family over and they had a apple or pumpkin pie and like, they didn't have a pie scoop, a pie, pie cutter, pie cutter. Um, so she was really upset that she had to go to Bed Bath and Beyond or wherever, wherever it was. Yeah. And buy one of these things. And she was just really annoyed because she didn't want one. She didn't want to have to spend money on one. Like, but she felt like she had to go buy something. So her idea of adulting, um, was having to do things for the sake of being an adult. Okay. Um, for the sake of being perceived by others as an adult. Yeah, uh, uh, if there's a siren in the background, I'm sorry. Um, that's going to be a... We live on a main street, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a regular occurrence until it's cold enough to close these damn windows. Um, but what I mean is that, yes, that's that's adulting, mm-hmm. is you know buying a couch. Who wants to buy a couch? Um, like, unless it's a really nice couch. Or, you know, like buying a... A toaster or something like that. It's like, oh my god, I need a new toaster that I've I've had one for eight years now. I have to buy a new one. God, what toaster do I buy? Mm-hmm. Like that's adulting. But for me, being an adult is saying like, oh, I love video games, or I love action figures, or I love oh, okay. Lego, or I love. Just but seemed... I need to stop doing that. Okay. I need to stop loving that because that's not what people won't do. take me seriously yeah. if I do. Mm-hmm. And there are still even even you know people are like, oh, millennials are so open minded. But there are lots of millennials that I know who are like, well, I am 28. I have to buy a house now. Well, I'm 28. I have to buy a house, and so you know I. I now own the bank now owns my soul so I can't afford to buy things that I like and so and you know if if you want to buy a house you want to buy a house and that's up to you it's not what I want to do though because I like being able to buy a video game when it comes out I like being able to walk into Toys R Us and I feel fully comfortable walking into Toys R Us and I have seen I have been with people my age around my age in Toys R Us who feel like they need to act like they're buying something for a child. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm buying like, this $200 Lego set oh yeah, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to put it together and, and I'm going to have fun. You can totally tell the difference. I mean, like, I don't think you could because you didn't wear cash at Toys R Us over Christmas holidays. Um, I did. Uh, I and, worked at the electronics section in Walmart. And the toy section. But, like, specifically Toys R Us, though, because Walmart... Ago. Walmart does cater to adults, and Toys R Us is very specifically geared towards children. Um, I love how there's that section of Toys R Us now that it's like children can't afford anything in here. (laughs) (laughs) This this is the grown-up section. Like, when really, Toys R Us should rebrand to be a bit more age-inclusive, because when I was working there, uh, in the job interview, I was formed, like, yeah, collectors are a huge market for Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. Um... And I mean, like GameStop, EB Games, like they don't make money off of video games anymore. They make it off of collectors going in and buying action figures and stuff. Yeah, games. I have not bought a video game from EB Games, GameStop Mm -hmm. in years. Which is weird because I think this means that like adult game stores are going to start making a more significant comeback than just having EA Games, GameStop in Canada. Um, No, it's GameStop in the United States. It's EB Games here. Oh, that's what I meant, I think. You said EA Games. EA Games is the evil one, right? Um, well, EB Games isn't that on evil either, but... <laughs> didn't EB Games, wasn't, weren't they actually really good to their employees over the COVID stuff? No. Really? Yeah, the GameStop was forcing people to come in GameStop, after... GameStop, but EB Games, they have different poli- They have different store policies. I can't remember. Because I re- as I remember... I think they very kindly laid everyone off so the CERB could take care of them. I don't... Maybe, maybe. Because I remember that they, when things started reopening, they were very stringent about COVID regulations. You had to hand sanitize. You had to social distance. And they were enforcing it in there. So, like, I, honestly, like, after COVID, I am now judging corporations based on their response to COVID. <laughs> like, in terms of just the quality of this company and the corporation and how much it cares about its employees. Like, I have a lot of respect for how Apple has been handling things, but Apple has the money to handle the things that they have, the way they have been. But e- EB Games shouldn't have been able to, like, just... Well, they they didn't need to do the things that they did to, to, the, to the kind of security that they did. 
I don't know what kind of security they did, so I don't know if oh, I can well, agree with you. Well, like as I said, far as I know, like I know people who worked for them, mm -hmm. they shut the stores down and laid everyone off. Okay, they laid people off. I mean, like that's nicer than firing them. For well, even if they got fired, they were still going to get the CERB. Okay, okay. Right now, um, the CERB was. Yeah. But that's kind of my definition of of being an adult is giving up the things that make you happy <laughs> to portray yourself as an adult. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. Um, and you know, like me, I, if you look at me from, from an external mm -hmm. kind of way, I own my own car. I have a really good job and I live downtown in a metropolitan area. So you look at me and you're like, he's an adult. And then you come into my apartment, and you have the calf, and, you have the knee high leather boots. Well, that's not a not adulting thing. I mean, like, but it is. The, the I mean, of... like, you come into my apartment and you see shelves of Star Wars toys and Marvel toys mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and Lego everywhere, and then you're like, oh, I'm sure his bedroom is different because you know yeah. you see when you look in my bedroom, it's all books, and it's like, okay, this is where the adulting is, and all the books are science fiction and fantasy mm -hmm. yep. and there's also action figures in there who i just don't have enough of them to kind of create a full shelf for themselves except the dragon ball z ones yeah they need their own shelf now yeah they need their own shelf now um but that will happen after a move or before or not a move okay. or i don't no, know no no let's not talk about it no 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 don't don't don't, don't start don't start <laughs> but like everything's okay uh -huh. This is going to be... This is fine. Ah, stop it. <laughs> um, but no, like, yeah, adulting definitely means putting on some kind of air. Or, like, being an adult. Now there's a, a plane in the background, just so... Background. Like, it, it, mean, it means putting on some kind of air to kind of... I, and it's not really clear what is for. Like, it's just the idea of this is just what you have to do. Well, like, it's, the, it's, the, it's the, the, the mask of maturity. You have to, you, well, yeah, it's more important to let other people know that you are mature than to actually feel mature yourself. Well, yeah, because we think back. Yeah. Like, when I think my parents at my age, mm -hmm. they didn't have action figure. Well, that's a lie, actually. My mother did. Um, my mother collected uh, wrestling toys the same as I did. Aww. Except she kept them in the package. Uh, still has them. Like, no way. From, like, 1996. That must be a fortune. Um, but, like adults of me growing up someone my age in their early 30s was very um you know they owned a house they they had a house Someone's like they didn't ask <laughs> but yeah you know people had different things and of course you know there's the oh well you know you just need to go out and buy the right things and buy a house mm -hmm. and you know be yeah. an adult and stuff and there's the argument well the money's not there for me i have a job that if I did want to get a mortgage, like I mean, I don't think I could do it with myself. But if I had a partner who also had a job like this, we could get a house. Um, but like, I could probably get a condo by myself. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to lock myself into a commitment like that for 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 thirty years or something like that. Um, and it's like, oh, well, it's a starter house. You resell it. I don't want to deal with that. I don't even like the kind of commitment you get from like year long subscriptions. No matter what the discount is, like. <laughs> That is too much commitment for me. But like, it's like my my favorite thing about being an adult mm -hmm. is having a job where I can walk into Toys R Us and buy whatever yeah, the hell I yeah. want. Or like, I can go on to Amazon. Shouldn't, and shouldn't be being an adult mean that you have, as a result of you going through childhood and like not having your own money, and now that you do have your own money, you have the ability you can and buy freedom you to want. spend your money on whatever you want to. Yeah. But and, like, and like, what? But the thing about me with adulting is, what is the payoff? Why do we adult? Retirement. Like in terms of that, and this is what boggles my mind. Like, but retirement is a hypothetical. Like, retirement is something that does not exist in our lives as thirty-year-olds. Um, no, it's something you're planning for, and that 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 is another aspect of planning. A, of adulting that really bothers me is the. Not just planning ahead, but projecting. This is where I will be when I am 65. Mm -hmm. This is where I will be when I am 60. This is where I... Girl, you don't know. There's a pandemic right now. Shit has been upended. Donald mm -hmm. Trump is the president of the United States. Well, yeah, you like, cannot predict shit. And, so don't oh, oh try, don't don't try yeah. to figure out 
where you're going to be in <sighs> 40 years. So yeah, like don't even like don't even start me on planning. Like I can't tell you the number of times that my high school had like motivational speakers come and talk to the gymnasium about like, "Hey, this is what you need to do for success. You just need a plan." And like that's all you need apparently to succeed is just to like, you know, just plan, 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 plan. Make sure you stick to the plan. Like I planned, I made plans. And it turns out that I didn't work with my plans. Well, plans don't work. I, I planned to go to film school, get my film degree, move to Hollywood and be director. That didn't work out. Went yeah. to film school. I did my part of that. But, you know, then a couple of years before that, 9-11 had happened and it had suddenly become really hard to get into the United States. Yeah. And so... And the economy tanked, like getting a job anywhere. Well, like yeah, the economy tanked the year I went to, to film school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, great timing. So, like, um, you know, like... And then, like, all of the kind of lampooning that our generation gets for not planning properly. Like, I think that's completely bogus because, like... I don't think we get... I, I, I don't think we get lampoon for not planning I, no. I i think i think the attacks that we get are not being in a, adults right now because mm -hmm. I, it doesn't seem like they're really looking at like are they are they planning for their future mm -hmm. it's why are you not buying this thing right, right now yeah. yeah like yeah like thinking like actually i am planning for my future because i'm not putting myself into a financial situation that well, i might not actually be able to commit myself to exactly. for the next 30 like years talking about how the housing market has crashed and how millennials um are buying avocado toast so that means we're not buying houses um because the same price yeah price yeah comparable price totally reasonable um and, and like you know like it's acting i like, mean if you want to say you know the price of lego and houses are comparable maybe that's lego, closer. Ha, lego is a better investment than housing lego does not depreciate in value lego is a more solid it only appreciates yeah lego it, is a more solid investment than gold that's actually yeah. a fact lego always the price of a lego set always goes up mm -hmm. it never drops yeah um and it rises precipitously more than gold does so even though gold is like the ultimate investment because the price of gold like never drops, the price of Lego not only never drops, but it just constantly goes up. Yeah, like for instance. So like, if you invested $20,000 in Lego, then. Well, we're close to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for instance, like the year James and I met, the original kind of collector edition Millennium Falcon was on sale for $150. $150. Um, and this wasn't like the original one. This was like the original kind of big one. Um, and then I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not. I, I wanted it, but I was like, no, I'm not in a really solid place to buy this right now. So I was like, I'll put it off for later. Two months later, it was $1,500. Yeah, it's crazy how how the price, because as soon as Lego takes it off the market, it goes under the collector's market. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they are brutal. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's so many people who, like, I work with accountants, so, you know, there's a big kind of like push to you know get a retirement fund get a retirement fund get a retirement fund and i am of a mindset and you know this this is because you know i i didn't i went to business school after art school so really i come from an art background yeah i look at everything business wise from an art background and I don't look at like, oh God, can't wait to get to 65 so I can stop working. I, I am so excited to not have to work anymore. It, I am like, no, no, I'm going to find a job that I enjoy so much that I will want to, to keep doing it. That That is the key difference between creative people and not creative people. Creative people don't want to stop working. And like me, I can't imagine retiring. Like the idea of just- We got to start working first, girl. Right? Mm. I mean like- I'm not He's just working. He, he but wrote a book. Not just, it's just not out yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked. I do not get paid for my work. Let's be yeah, let's be yet. clear. <laughs> but like the idea of just not working, I can go maybe a week and then I go snaky, right? A week. Yeah, like if he doesn't write for a day, he is in mental breakdown <laughs> territory. I tell him read a book. And he gets 20 pages into the book and just kind of tosses it in aside. And he's like, I can do better than this. <laughs> and like, that's that. So that's his work ethic. Me, I decided I wanted to make movies when I was like 10 or 11. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like my, the, the videos I do on YouTube, like you got like, I love that you're listening to the podcast, but I love that mm -hmm. you watch my videos on YouTube because it means the world to me because it shows that the thing that I am most passionate about 
other people enjoy me doing it. Mm -hmm. And that just shows me like I can do this forever because I don't get bored of it. I don't get sick of it. I don't there is unless never, YouTube threatens to demonetize. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> if if I could just get paid up front, that'd be great. <laughs> Netflix, girl. Um but uh we're gonna take another break. Um Are we gonna take bets now or just do it once? Uh yeah, let's uh it, it's a different ad every time, but okay, let's just do it for I, fun. Yeah. Uh you I'm, go first. I wanna do like eHarmony this time. eHarmony. Yeah, something like that. eHarmony. eHarmony. Something like that. Can can I just do dating site in general or does it have e-harmony. to be a specific brand? Is a e- dating is site dating e-harmony site. Okay. Even a thi- is eHarmony even a thing? I don't know. It used to be. <laughs> um I'm going to go with The Mandalorian. Yeah? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. They're doing a lot for that lately. Okay. So uh, we will be right back from this break. And we're back. Hi. I tried waving, but then I realized we don't have hands. Don't have hands. No hands. Just mashed my disembodied wrists against the keyboard. Somehow um, what comes out is a book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I love how this has kind of just turned in. Well, this actually, this was supposed to be a funny podcast and it's gotten a lot more serious. Really? I've been having a great time. But I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it'll be funny. Because like, like, we're talking about adulting and like the whole idea of like just. The economy and pandemics. Uh, well, like. <laughs> this is just the world we live in now. I guess so. And, and the, the key thing is that you can't really plan for the future. And like. Well, you can plan certain things. Like, you can say, okay, I want, by the time, like, I am 31. Mm -hmm. I can say, this is something I want to achieve by the time I am 32. No. By the time, because I'm about to turn 32. There is, I can say, I want to achieve this by the time I'm 33. Like, I want to lose X amount of pounds Mm -hmm. by the time I'm 33. That is a goal that I can set. And that I can realistically meet. Yeah. I can say I want to um, make a movie by the time I'm 35. That is something that I could feasibly force to happen. Mm -hmm. But I cannot say I will win an Oscar by the time I'm 40. I guess so. Because there are some things you just cannot you can say, I want this to happen, but you cannot make it happen. For me, like, I'm kind the of... The secret is not a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even start. Ah, uh, don't start. No. Uh, Willing for... something to happen does not make it happen. <laughs> for me, like, and even, like, you know, like, I have a background. I feel like all of the secret was just, like, you will find a man. Ah, uh, that's, that's enough for today, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Mike Myers when Kanye West did the thing. <laughs> I don't know. Did any? Does anyone? Has anyone already read the oh, secret oh, non-ironically? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, my friend Ren. She did. I think she has an on again, off again relationship with positive affirmations and so. with reality, apparently. Um. <laughs> I see where she's coming from. Sorry, sorry, girl. Like I, I'm kind of on her side on this. Not necessarily that the secret is true, but just sometimes you just need to have something to believe in. Like sometimes. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think I think that that that's also something I think you kind of come to as an adult mm -hmm. is you know your whatever religion you are as a child and you're raised as religion or lack thereof, and you kind of find a for lack of better words, spirituality as an adult. I think I actually came into mine fairly early, granted how I was raised. Like, for instance, like with the whole secret stuff, like my mom was big into the secret for a while because she has a background in witchcraft and Wicca, uh, as I have indicated in previous podcasts. She was in a cult. She was in a cult. Um, (laughs) She doesn't listen to this. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And by extension, I was... Mine might, and then feel very superior. (laughs) (laughs) 
this cult is awesome. Like, one day we should talk about it. Like, specifically, like, cults and stuff. But, like, yeah. Like, the idea of the secret isn't that different from Wicca and witchcraft, which is basically the, the premise is that you use your energy to affect the world around you. Yeah. Uh, you kind of project that out into the world. But, like, depending on who you're talking to, like Wicca and witchcraft, it's very different, like, the effect, the cause and effect that you get out of it. Some people, it's they say it's like, oh, literally, like, spells, practice this stuff, and, you know, you will curse your enemies and stuff. And I'm like, oh, no, stay away from curses. Um, <laughs> do, do not. Avoid the curses. Uh, like, on the topic of witchcraft, my philosophy on wit on witchcraft is like, do, do not curse people. There is no way that you can put that kind of negativity into the world without some of it coming back at you. Mm -hmm. Like the uh, being negative, expressing ne negativity towards one person, I, I feel like that automatically invites it into your life. That's something I wish more adults would realize. Oh my god! Tr trying to bring it back to to the topic at hand. No, this is this is relevant because we're talking about like affecting energies and stuff. And, and but, but yeah. what I mean is that like the, I I know so many adults who when they feel slighted by someone, they just like put so much negative energy out there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this feel, it sounds very hippie-esque, but it's like, I feel like <clears throat> you can, excuse me, you, you can, if you are a very positive person, that does not mean that your life is going to be perfect mm -hmm. by any means. Yeah. But it means that you've probably developed the tools to deal with the imperfections. Yeah. yeah. Whereas if you are a negative person then when something bad happens, you dwell on it and then you project it back out and then the negativity that you are harboring, you kind of shoot out like I, a Pokemon I move. also feel that with negativity specifically, because positivity, positivity I uh, for a lot of the positivity, it depends on external events happening to you that are larger than your control. Um, a large part, like, you know, like you're going to be a more positive person if you have to be the kind of person who is in the right place at the right time and good things happen too. It's yeah. a lot harder to be a positive person if bad things routinely happen to you. But if you are a negative person, human beings have an absolute addiction to being correct, to being right. We love to be uh, justified uh, and vindicated. So if you are a negative person, I think there is a part of you that is going to make sure these negative things that you think happen actually occur. You're going to end up creating more negative things so that you can get that rush of being correct. Yeah. You, you get to be vindicated. Hooray, there is a good reason I was negative because this negative thing has happened to you. To yeah. Um, without realizing that you yourself played a role in inviting that negativity into your life. Now, that isn't to say that all the negative things that happen to anyone are their fault. Sometimes bad stuff just happens to people regardless of whether you invite it into your life or not. Mm -hmm. But, like, I, I do feel that there is a point where you do invite negativity into your life. And, and like, specifically when you direct negativity uh, at other people. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's the biggest choice you can make as a human being is how much negativity you put out into the world. And, I mean, that's something that I, I definitely, for a very long time, would wallow in the negativity when something bad would happen. Um, I, I would just kind of sit and stew in it. And that's something that I've been lately trying to deal with and kind of set my brain on a more positive path mm -hmm. um, that if something bad happens, instead of just focusing on that, saying a bad thing has happened, how do I fix it? Or how do I put myself in a better situation because this thing happened? Yeah, like more for of an instance, opportunist, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, for instance, like all of the crap that is happening right now with this apartment, yeah. my brain did not just go, oh my God, life sucks. My brain went, Let's move. Yeah. And, you know, get out of the negativity. When... Which, like, just to, just to sort of sidetrack there, like, being negative, when you start wallowing, you start getting depressed, that is not a productive feeling. No. Like, being down on yourself in a negative situation, and this is coming from someone who does wallow a lot uh, when I get down on myself, which is more frequently than I'd like. But... Mm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> mm. Uh, when you are spurred to action, acting, emotions that cause you to act are much more productive and a much more meaningful way to deal with negativity. Yeah. And that's something that I've, I've noticed the last couple of months since since June, since the, the mm -hmm. kind of YouTube took off, is that I haven't been as negative. No. I have not fallen into a wallowy pit. And I think it's twofold. One, I feel like there, no matter what, 
bad crap is happening, if work is being stressful, if, you know, apartment crap or family crap or, or, or anything like that, there is this sort of backbone kind of mm-hmm. holding me straight up that's, that's like, no, there is this solid Foundation. good thing that is there. You know, there is this, the, this group of people online who are interested in what you have to say. There is, there are people who agree with you. There are people who you are entertaining, who you are educating. Mm-hmm. And that's always there. And because I have put myself in this really, a situation that a lot of people online have, you keep looking at your phone. What's wrong? I got a new Twitter follower. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. It just flashed on the screen. So we might have to take that out. So we'd like just blur out the name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thank you if you're if you're watching. <laughs> I appreciate that. But I I I never have the opportunity now to wallow. I find because because you know it would be very easy for me to say okay I'm gonna do a 15 or 20 minute video this month and you know that would take you know maybe a week's work for me mm-hmm. you know five days to do the research and write it to a day to shoot it and a day to edit it. And then there would be three weeks of wallowing. But because I consistently take on these gigantic hour, yeah. hour and a half long <laughs> projects, I never have the time to just sit there. Like, this I am, is going to be my shortest video. <laughs> <laughs> I never have the opportunity to just say, oh my God, I'm so bored. I have nothing to do. And that was Because I huge, always have something oh, to do. That was a huge, before you started doing videos, that was a huge problem. You would just start getting really sad because <laughs> you were bored. Yeah. And like, but like tying this back to adulting, I think that's a really good way of adulting. But like, no, no, just tying this back, like, it, how much tolerance does our society have for people adulting if they're being negative? Like, is it possible to be to be a societal adult if bad things are happening to you, or is adulting part of a class system? Um, I. Mm. Well, you know how you know what I'm going to answer, right? I'm going to say obviously yes because everything's a class struggle. But no, you know uh, what? I actually think. I think there is a class element to it, but I think that no matter where you are in society, mm-hmm. hear me out on this, no matter where you are in society, if you are the richy, richest, rich, rich, or you are poor, poorest person, um, richy, rich, you're all over twist. You, hey. <laughs> and this is something very negative about our society, I find, mm-hmm. that is very adulting, is that if you are too happy, mm-hmm. you're doing something wrong. Oh my god, yes! Like, our society... If you are not stressed out, you're not working hard enough. <sighs> I just stop an F-bomb because that just resonates so much. Like, our society has this weird amount of pressure on you to be negative... To be miserable. And miserable, and yet be okay with it. Yeah, like, you should be stressed about your job, stressed about your wife, stressed about your husband, stressed mm-hmm. about your kids, stressed about your insurance, stressed about stressed about everything. And if you're not, well, what else is wrong? Stressed about like, anything and everything, stressed about your health, so that means you should be stressed about your diet, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's never enough. It's never enough to just be a person. Because you, if you are just satisfied with something, if you are someone, for instance, um, this is something we'll get into in another episode, but wait. Mm-hmm. If you are someone who is bigger, like uh, Lizzo, for instance, Lizzo, she's just comfortable in her body. Yes, and people are like, "Oh no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. She should be trying to be as thin as yeah. possible." And it's oh like, "Oh my god, why not just let her be happy? Because she's happy the way she is. I am smaller than Lizzo, mm-hmm. and I am not happy the way I am." I have seen and- so many people come to Lizzo's defense, specifically women, and, and thank God people are because it's like, okay, you want to talk about how Lizzo. Um, because she's a bigger woman, it means that she is somehow lazier. And that's the kind of idea that society has around weight is that mm-hmm. the worst thing in the world, and this is an adulting thing, the absolute worst thing in the world to be is lazy. Well, yeah, because, and, and it's a fat shaming thing yes, too. Yes, that's, that's where I'm going with Lizzo because it's like, you know, Lizzo's a big woman. So it's like, oh, she must be lazy. But like, well, because her. She, she does like high kicks. She oh, absolutely. Splits, she plays the flute for like hours and hours and hours in live performances. Absolutely. And it's like, you can't do that, and you're like waist size zero, girl. Like yeah, like you're you're so skinny, you got no energy left. <laughs> but like, you it when you're a kid, mm-hmm. when you're like say you're under sixteen, mm-hmm. if you're overweight, it's okay. Your parents might be like, oh, you know, we've got to work on that. But the assumption is not they're lazy. 
it's they haven't grown into their adult body yet. Yeah. But after you cross that kind of 18 to 20 range, if you're still overweight, you're lazy. And you're is, not trying hard enough to be in shape. This is the you're thing You're not about, trying hard enough. And this is this is bothers me so okay, much. Okay, okay. When it's like coded language. It's it's like coded racism or sexism. It's saying that you don't look healthy. Oh, the trigger. Uh. Because I have been told that since I was 13 years old by dietitians, by doctors, by everyone sort of sitting me down and looking at me and saying like, you don't, you don't look like your friends, do you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, well, you want to be healthy, right? And that kind of insinuation that in order to be healthy you have to look like everyone else and this is getting back to another thing we started about talking with adults is that with the idea of adulthood it's the idea that adults are going to be interchangeable cookie cutter replacements of the next adult gotta fit in the box you're a widget exactly. and that's all you are but you know like professional that's kind of tying back to that but like yeah and that's something and it's so weird any but, any element and this is a deeper deeper part of me uh, kind of talking now is like any part any element of a personality that makes you distinct from someone else makes you not an adult kind of yeah like because like us with the lego um me with the weird obsession of with fawns and monster boys like um well i mean and it's ridiculous because like i i for most of my adult life have had like crappy jobs or mm -hmm. jobs that i wasn't happy with or jobs that were very tenuous it was always like oh i like this job but oh god is it going to be there next week um <laughs> I remember those and this job has been very solid, very, mm -hmm. very comfortable and fits my 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 skill set perfectly. And I got hired into this very adult job because I was I didn't no one else who applied was like me. It was basically, first of all, he's not going to stick around for 10 years and just get comfortable and do the same thing forever. Mm -hmm. He wants to work. For a porn company? And the fact that you that were willing to that, tell a future employer that, like... Well, yeah, it kind of, like, really caught him off guard. And, you know, like, since then, <laughs> the people I work with have found my YouTube channel. They have found the porn video. Not the, the porn video. They've, they've found the, the, the documentary. Um, and they loved it. Yeah. Like, they all just loved it. And... It's, it's not a mark of shame. It's like not like, a, oh my God, we have to have a serious HR discussion because James mm -hmm. made a video about... About the porns. The porns. And especially because like they have seen me editing videos at work and writing videos. So they could be like, oh, he might be making a porn video right on our internet. And it's like, and, yeah, James, make another porn video. <laughs> well, they didn't say that, but they were like, no, we want you to keep doing this. This is great. Mm -hmm. Because they really, they look at it as, you know... No, he's not going to be here five or ten years from now. Right. And we can't force him to fit in our little box because he's not going to be in our little box forever. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's and I see it happening that even people my age, that they're all, they almost feel pressured into there are, settling down. There are so many moms who go to pride parades with their gay teenagers and badger them to get married one day. Yeah, like, and it, it's, it's, my mother has given up hope. She's like, I'm never going to see him oh, get married. I straight up told my mom when I was a teenager, like, no, no kids, no marriage. Sorry. She has, she, and you know, marriage is kind of up in the air. Who knows? Five years from now, I might meet the perfect British lawyer and, and that'll be it. Um, but <laughs> has to be a British lawyer. <laughs> Must be a British <laughs> lawyer. Um, read the book boyfriend material. You'll understand. But, um, you know that might happen but my my parents they have both decided yeah like babies never gonna happen and he's never gonna adopt he's never gonna have a surrogate nothing he's never he hates kids and so now my parents are kind of like when are you gonna give us a dog i'm like well i gotta move first because my damn building won't let me have but one. just my final point that i want to make is we kind of touched this on a dual side and there's a weird distinction that i noticed is earlier we said that and to be an adult, you need to constantly be wanting more. You need to want to have your next objective. You want to need to fix your health. You want to, you want a bigger house. You want a Well, I think life. that, we, that like, they, they, that as an adult, you, you're constant. It's not that you're constantly wanting more so much as you're projecting so far ahead. 
I was kind of deliberately trying to draw the like double-sided coin. Like you're supposed to want more. You're supposed to want a bigger house, you're supposed to want a bigger car, a better car, a more expensive car, a faster car, better appliances, a better washer and dryer, keeping up with the Joneses. But on the flip side, wanting more out of life is forbidden. Yes, you are. You should want more material things. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's kind of an adult thing. You should want the the more expensive your, car. Your like, worth why is do, gauged why do you, by what you own as an adult. Yeah, like why are you happy with the Honda Civic? You should you should buy a BMW. Why are you happy with the apartment? The Prius, you should get the Tesla. Like, or, yeah. And why why are you happy in an apartment? You should buy a condo. Why are you happy in a condo? You should buy a three bedroom house. Why are you happy with a three bedroom house? You should buy one of those McMansions. Why are you happy with that job? Why aren't you a manager? Why are why you happy as a manager? Why aren't, why aren't you, aren't you a CEO? Your, why aren't you pressuring your kid to go into a more sustainable academic field? I and that's that's one thing I have to thank my parents for uh, is that you know when I said I wanted to be when I wanted to make movies it was okay you know Merry Christmas here's a camera mm-hmm. um, when and it when I was you know in high school and it was like okay you've got to figure out what you want to do for college and stuff and I said I want to go to film school it was all right let's figure out how that happens uh, when I said I wanted to write books my mother was the first one to be like let me read it when you're done. Um, it was always, I, I always had that support that no matter if it was, when I said I want, the funny thing is, after all of that, when I said, mom, dad, I want to go to business school. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> what? Where, you know, what did they say? Contrast to me, when I started writing a book and when I was 16, my first book, um, I had a lot of people in my life who suddenly wanted to manage my expectations. Yeah. Um, and if we're, we're, we're about to close out, right? Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you mind if we finish off with the most adult story I think I've ever heard? Okay. It came from an aunt of mine. When one of their kids, their kids, went to a, um, like, I don't remember if it was preschool or grade one, something like that. They had kind of like a parent day where the parents would come in and, you know, the kids would make presentations about what they wanted to do when they were older. Mm-hmm. One girl got in front of the class and said, when I grow up, I want to be a nice lady. The moms got together and that girl's mom uh, said to the other moms, well, actually, later she told me that she was mistaken and that she wanted to be a neurosurgeon. And that is the most adult story I think I have ever heard. If you like going to the store and getting excited over buying a crock pot, do it. Or yeah, or, or or you know a, a coffee maker or something. Yeah. You do you. You do whatever makes you happy. I, I got and a if hand you get grinder a t- for coffee, and I am so excited. I've used it twice. I still love it. Like <laughs> yeah, like if he, here's the the trick to being an adult from my point of view. Mm-hmm. If being an adult buying a new toaster makes you happy mm-hmm. smile when you buy that new toaster yeah. if buying a lego set makes you happy smile when you buy that lego being set being an adult means that you don't have and this is a theory being an adult means that you don't have to look for anyone's approval when you that's, want that's to live a, a certain way that's not like, a theory that's a fact that, that's that's the fact that everyone should come to is that once you are done of university and you no longer have someone grading your papers mm-hmm. You don't need to do anything specifically for anyone else. And that includes employers because you can probably find an employer who will be perfectly fine with you. Employers, love interests, anyone. If they don't documentaries. If they don't want you for exactly who you are, the way you are, then they don't want you. Yeah. They They want want a cookie cutter. Yeah. They want you in a specific shape and you don't Mm -hmm. fit that mold. So don't fit that mold. Go be amazing. Go do the things that you love to do because that's what will make you happy. That's what when I've been watching a bunch of videos made by a mortician on YouTube. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Caitlin Dowdy. Go watch her. Um, and she talks a lot. Is that her about, channel name? That's her name. And I think okay. that's her channel name. Okay. Yeah. Um, she talks a lot about like, you know, end of life planning and stuff like that. At the end of the day, no one ever laid on their deathbed and said I had too much fun. Uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is James. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. J-E underscore Summerton. Is it underscore? Or no, underscore. underscore. J-E underscore. At, at J-E underscore Summerton. Um, you probably already seeing me on YouTube. You can follow this podcast on iTunes. Give us a like. 
Um, oh, and a review. My Twitter. Great. Thanks. I'm just closing out my part. God. Okay. Well, you sound very finalistic right now, James. Well, you sound very fatalistic. I don't know if I would qualify as like being philosophically fatalistic. You do your thing. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. My Twitter is much simpler. It's just N T H E R G O T T. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait, did, were you finished with your plug? With your with your end plug? I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? Pretty much. If people aren't <laughs> following me on Twitter already, they're not going to follow me now. I'm, so. I'm, I'm sure I get most of my new followers from you anyway. So. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening. I'm sorry that this was very rambly, but I hope you enjoyed it. I think that's kind of a draw. I think that's a feature at this point, James. I don't Maybe someday we'll stay on topic. I don't think we should. Um... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Hopefully there will be, uh, this will come out on Sunday or Monday for most people. Um, and hopefully we'll have another one for next week and we'll have some good updates about the apartment situation and we won't still be living in limbo. So thank you for listening slash watching. My name is James. I am Nick. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.